Journey to Organization, episode 108. Moving. You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization and today I want to talk to you about moving. Now, I get a lot of requests to talk about moving, so I want to address it since now is the time that many people are moving. If you aren't moving, don't dismiss this episode. (laughs) There's still a lot of things you can take away from this episode because it's mainly about planning. So don't say, this isn't relevant to me. Say, how can I apply this to my situation right now? Now, moving is a great time to take stock of what you have And it's also a great time to take stock of what you don't need anymore, so it's a good time to declutter. Of course, you should also consider during unpacking because it serves as a second pass. So if you're a good planner, or if you want to be a good planner and you want to get an early start, I would start decluttering about 12 weeks before the move. But at a minimum, you want to start with about eight weeks before so you don't feel rushed. Now. The best way to do this is to go room by room, drawer by drawer, and just start getting rid of all the things you no longer need. You can take as many passes as you like, but it's a good idea to sort like items together so that you can actually see how much you have. Now between 12 and eight weeks, like I said, you're gonna wanna declutter and declutter and then declutter some more. And after you've decluttered and donate and you start to look through what you have decided to keep, you're gonna wanna start inventorying what you have and deal with approximate values. Now we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but this is especially important for an international move. At around eight weeks, you're going to want to hire movers. You're going to want to secure the moving date that you want. The earlier you can do this, the better off you're going to be, especially if you're moving during high season. It's best to get an actual in-home estimate. Now I have found that movers always underestimate the size of the crew, the timing, and supplies. So ask for extra. Now, there's going to be an upfront cost to asking for extra. So if the foreman says, you know, I'm going to bring three guys because that's all you need, say, can you make sure there's four guys here? I know that it's going to cost more, but I think it will be better for my house. Because even though it's going to cost more, a little bit more upfront, it's actually going to save you from hidden fees later on. And it's going to keep your move on track, on time, and it's going to be much less stressful. Now, six weeks before the move, you're going to want to make sure you get some packing supplies. You can get these from your mover. You can also get them from, you know, the grocery store and reuse what uh, the grocery store is throwing away, right? You can go to a bookstore and ask them for boxes. There are lots of ways you can get freebie boxes. Um, You're going to want to get good tape and you're also going to want to get color tape. I'll talk about more about that in a minute. It's a good idea at six weeks to start packing things you're no longer using, like out-of-season supplies, like clothing or holiday stuff. Um, This way, not everything has to wait until the last minute. So it's a good idea to resist the urge to mix non-like items together so that you can clearly mark contents of the boxes and so that there are no surprises or missing items. So now if you're doing winter clothing and you know, it's your clothing and your husband's clothing and your kid's clothing and it's all going into one box. Okay, that's okay because it's all winter clothing. The idea is the same. You're going to access it all at the same time. But you don't want to like throw your crock pot in there or, you know, (laughs) your microwave or some dishes or some glasses because 
you know, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to find them right away, especially if the box is only marked winter, then you're going to assume that everything in it, you don't need until the winter. And if you're moving in the summer, those glasses could be missing for a long time. Um, if that does happen, reassess whether you actually need those glasses or whatever else is in the box, because if you've lived without them for that long, the answer is probably no. <laughs> now, there is an exception to this rule. It's a good idea to use any extra linens to wrap items up. So if you have extra pillows, blankets, sheets, towels, tablecloths, napkins, whatever, you can use those to help with delicate items. And you should, since it saves packing material. You can make a code for yourself, like write glasses plus tea for towels on the outside of the box so that you know exactly what's in there. You can even use towels, sheets, linens, blankets, whatever, that you want to get rid of after the move. You can just mark them that you want to get rid of them, put a piece of colored tape on them or something like that. This way you'll know that once you unpack, you're no longer going to be keeping that stuff and you're going to donate it once that once you get there. But the fact is, is that packing supplies are not cheap and they're not great for the environment. So if you can reuse the stuff you already have, that's a good, that's a good thing to do. At six weeks, it's also a good idea to start using up food supplies. I cannot tell you how many times I'm helping a client move and how much waste I see because of poor planning in the food department. Empty your freezer. <laughs> it's hard to move frozen stuff. It's hard to move refrigerated stuff. Start figuring out how to use up all that stuff in the freezer, all the sauces in your fridge, all the liquid, you know, vinegars and oils and everything like that. Start using all that stuff up now so that you're moving as little bit of food as possible. You know, dry food is okay, but you really don't want to move, um, you know, frozen fish or frozen chicken or even vinegar. It's, it can leak and it's just, it's not great to move. So, Whatever food you can use up, start using food up. It saves money in the long run. It makes things a lot easier and it helps because in these few weeks before moving, it's stressful. So you might as well use these reserves that you have so that you don't have to, you know, think about making dinner all the time. For non-local moves, now is a good time to make sure you take care of any travel arrangements that may need to happen, hotels, flights, um, any rental cars, anything like that, because you want to make sure that you have a place to stay when you get to your destination, right? In case your home isn't ready or in case you need to make stops along the way to your home. You want to contact your doctors and collect any medical information that you might need to change. You also want to check in with your insurance agent and check in on any policies. Now is the time that you need to change them, change the address, change the billing, whatever you need to do, now's the time to look at them, update them, see what needs to be changed, see what needs to be addressed. It's a good idea to also decide how many days you want to take off from work to do this move. If you're moving locally, I usually, I usually find two to three days, the day before the move, the day of the move, the day after the move, um, are usually the best days to take off. You're going to need a little time before the move to do any last minute packing. You want to be available for the movers. You want to start unpacking right away. Um, but if you can budget a week, I suggest budgeting a week. I think that that's best. For, for non-local moves, a week I think is good, but if you can, two weeks is the best. 
It seems like a lot of time, but moving is stressful. It's best to pace yourself, and it's good to try to get packed and unpacked all in one, you know, fell swoop so that it's done and that you can live in, you know, the life you want to live, right? Now, four weeks before, you want to do, you want to really start doing your heavy packing. It's a great time to get all the books packed, lesser used kitchen items, holiday stuff, extra toys. There's all sorts of things that can be lived without for limited time, you know, and also you're going to want to take this time to declutter again, start getting rid of as you're packing. Make sure that, for example, board games have all the pieces. If they don't, you can let them go or be systematic about it. Get rid of the things that are broken, damaged, and that you're not using. You don't need to pay to move them to your new house and to have someone pack them. Or if you're packing them, remember that packing takes time and time is money. So you don't want to pay even yourself to pack things you don't really need. Clearly mark each box with the contents. Now I like to assign each room or sort of category a color and then mark the boxes with that color tape. I also make like a little key so I don't forget what belongs to who, like I buy patterned scotch tape or I buy colored scotch tape, everybody gets to pick a color. So I can mark it boy one, boy two, I, I can mark it with my daughter, I can mark it living room, I can mark it kitchen, I can mark it, you know, storage, I can mark it basement, I can mark it garage, whatever it is, wherever you want it to go in the new house. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the room that it's in presently. If you want something that currently lives in your basement to live in your garage in the new house, put it in a box marked garage, right? Like it doesn't have to be exactly where it is now. It just should be in the destination you want it. So having this color tape signifies exactly what room it's going to go in. And then later on, once you get to the new house, you hang up the key on the front door, the movers know where to put everything. You put a piece of that tape on the corresponding door. So if red is the kitchen, you put a piece of red tape on the, you know, on the doorpost like a mezuzah, <laughs> you put a red piece of red tape on the doorpost to the kitchen and the movers know that anything marked with red is going into the kitchen, right? So it just, it gives them like a more visual clue. It's easy for them to understand. I just put a piece of big tape across the whole top. I also mark the numbers. I also mark the boxes with numbers and I'll talk more about that in a little bit when I deal with um, inventory. Again, you're going to want to resist the urge to co-mingle different categories because you the movers are going to put the boxes in the correct room and what i have to say about doing that is that it eliminates so much schlepping at the end like you're not moving boxes from one room to the other of course there's going to be mistakes along the way but for the most part there's a lot less schlepping as you go don't forget to make a list of what you have an in inventory now I use a spreadsheet because you all know how much I love spreadsheets, but you can use a notebook and keep a moving notebook. That's fine. I number each box as I go. So on the spreadsheet, I have a column for numbers of the boxes, the box number. I have a column for descriptions of the item. So if I might write like a, set of, a certain set of books or a certain set of knives or something like that, and then I give an approximate value in the third column, and then I can pass it along to the movers if something happens. It's very easy, especially for an international move, you need a bill of lading, so you're gonna wanna have all this information. It doesn't have to be fancy in a spreadsheet, although I love the spreadsheet because it's easy to edit, it's easy to correct. Um, it's, it, it's 
accessible from anywhere. You don't have to worry about something getting lost. I, I just, I love spreadsheets. You all know that. So I also try to take pictures of stuff before I pack them so I can remember what things they are and to prove that there was no damage beforehand and, or that where the, the damage was along the line or to prove what they look like for insurance. I just take a quick video with my phone. Um, if it's an individual item, sometimes I take it after the box has been packed. If it's books, I just take a picture of all the spines. If it's, if it's something like glasses, I'll just take a picture of it on the shelf in the cabinet and then, you know, I'm good to go. You can see how many are there, right? Now is also the time to measure your new home and make sure what you currently have will fit into your new home. If it doesn't, those are the things that you want to start selling. So if appliances don't fit through your doorways, if a carpet is too big, if a bed won't fit into a room, now's the time to sell those things, get rid of things, and start thinking about what you want to replace into those rooms. It's a good idea to also, if you know you need specific furniture, now's the time to order it and have it scheduled for delivery shortly after the move date or even on the move date. Or if you're available, if it's local and you can collect, a, you know, collect it, if you can be there for a date prior to the move, then that's okay too. I kind of hesitate to have delivery set up when the movers are going to be there because it gets kind of chaotic. But if you feel like it's not too much, then by all means, go ahead and do that. It's a good idea to take care of your car right now, especially if you're going on a longer move. Get an oil change, make sure the tires are okay, get a tune-up, whatever you need to do. You don't want to have to deal with trying to find a dealer or a service place uh, in, in your new location. So just make sure the car is okay. It's going to be taking a lot of wear and tear over the next few weeks. So go ahead and make sure your car is in good condition. Now, it's also a good time to book a babysitter or a pet sitter to help you manage your family while the movers are there, before the movers are there, after the movers are there, so you can be focused on the actual act of moving and that you don't have to worry about if your kids are getting into trouble or maybe that the movers pack them into a box or something like that, right? We don't want that. So it's a good idea if you can get some assistance to book that now, you know, in the four weeks before the move, so that you make sure that you have what you need when you need it. Two weeks before, you're going to want to confirm the movers, confirm the babysitter, com confirm the pet sitters. You want to when you're confirming the movers, you're going to want to contact the moving company and and just let them know that, you know, you're expecting them. Double check how many people are going to be on the crew. Make sure that the insurance is enough because now you're doing the inventory. So you're going to want to make sure that you have enough insurance because now you're going to have a better idea of how much all your stuff is worth. You're also going to want to start contacting utility companies to make sure that you get services disconnected and that you are getting services connected onto your new home. You also need to do a change of address. Uh, in the United States, you can go to usps.gov or your local post office to officially change your address. If you live in Israel, you're going to need to do Misrata Panim. I think once you have the lease or the contract, you can go ahead and take care of that. Leave your forwarding address with your neighbor just in case. Okay, you're also going to want to alert important parties. So your employer, your bank, your credit card companies, any subscriptions you have, and of course, your friends and your family so that they have your new address. Doing some planning now will save you trouble later. So you're going to want to make sure that at this time, you know, in the, in the two weeks before the move, you really have... Any prescription medications that you need to last you for a couple of weeks so that you don't have to worry about 
finding a, a new pharmacy or making sure you don't have enough. You don't want to run out because it's a stressful time. You want to make sure you have everything you need. You also should try to menu plan a little. Even if it's just going to be pizza every night, at least have in mind what's going to happen for lunch and dinner so you can feed the, pa the movers, so you can feed your kids, so you can feed your family. You don't want to make bad choices because, you know, you're hangry, which is hungry and angry put together, right? You want to make good choices. So take a little time. Think about what you're going to do. You know, when we have situations like this, like I think like, okay, it's going to, I'm going to order hamburgers one night. I'm going to order pizza another night. And it's very, it makes it just a little easier when you kind of know what's happening. You can write it on your calendar because you know what I always say, if it's not on your calendar, then it's not real, right? Now is also a good time to plan for a cleaner to come after the movers and also one to go to your new house so that it's clean before the movers come. And you're going to want possibly to book a painter or a handyman for small repairs so that you can pass off your old house to the new tenants in good condition. Continue using up as much continue using up as much food as you can. You want to take as little food with you on the move as possible. Now's the time to remove any hazardous waste items like paint, aerosol cans, or other stuff you aren't taking. Movers don't generally like to take those things, so you're going to want to move them. Uh, you're going to want to remove them. One week before, <laughs> now you're going to need to finish packing, <laughs> but it's a good idea to try to pace yourself and not do it all the day before, right? Now's the time to start putting things in zones. So if you've already packed up a bunch of boxes of things you don't really need right away, then that's fine. Just stick them against the wall and, you know, you're good to go. But now's the time to start deciding what's going to leave the house, what you need to put for the movers to pack, what you want to keep separate, like stuff you're going to take with you on the move, either on your car or on the plane. You want to have these like different staging areas in your house because you don't want the movers to pack something you aren't planning on taking because why should you pay for something to be moved if you don't really want it? So make a designated area for all the donation stuff. Make a designated area for all the stuff you're taking with you. Try to pack that stuff first so that it also doesn't get packed by mistake. Make sure that you have, <laughs> I'm going to go through a whole list, but make sure that you put a box cutter with you so that you can easily open boxes. I'm going to do a whole list in a second, but I just wanted to say that because it's super important. People forget that and they're like, um, I can't open any boxes. <laughs> so if you're taking appliances with you, now's a good time to have them professionally cleaned so that they're functioning at their best. And if they are damaged before the move, uh, you're going to want to know that. A few days before the move, you're going to want to confirm the movers again. It's good to keep checking very much. You're going to want to verify how much you owe, get it in writing, get it in an email, get it in a fax, however you get it, have them send you a text, but you want to be sure that, you know, you know how much you're going to have to pay. You want the cell phone number of the foreman for the day. You want to know what time the crew is coming and you want to be able to prepare anything that you need them to, to do on the day of the move. So you want to just be aware, like maybe tell them, I want you to do X, Y, or Z, like pack that or whatever. You're going to want to get the keys to your new home and you're going to have to give up the keys to your old home. So you're going to need to schedule the transfer. If your furniture needs to be disassembled, you're going to want to make sure the movers have plastic bags to store all the small parts, markers to mark where they are, like which furniture item there for and tape for them to tape the small bags to the larger parts so that you don't lose things. 
Now, the day before the move, you're going to want to make sure you have cash on hand to tip the movers and cash for anything else you may need to pay for on that day. Technicians, you know, maybe a locksmith, uh, things like that. If you do want to get the locks changed on your new house, now's the day to order a locksmith for tomorrow. You can even do that a little bit earlier. Deal with as much of the content in your freezer and fridge as possible the day before. You don't want to get stuck with last minute food. You can give it to a neighbor if you need to, take it to a food bank, whatever needs to happen. But food should really not be something that you're dealing with on the day of the move. You want to move your valuables to someplace contained, especially important documents so that you don't lose them and they don't get packed by mistake or worse, thrown away. If you can, have your new house clean today so that it's ready to go tomorrow when the movers are putting everything in. This is a list of items. If you don't already have your pen and paper out, I hope you have some pen and paper out. Here's a list of items that you want to make sure the movers aren't packing and that you're keeping with you at all times. Important documents like passports, marriage license, birth certificates, records, bank accounts, that kind of thing, social security numbers. You're going to want to keep your checkbooks, credit cards, medication, phone and its charger, the laptop and its charger, toilet paper, a change of clothes for each member of your household, snacks and water for the kids and your any pets, um, children's special toys that your children have or a blanket or a lovey or anything like that, any jewelry, a flashlight, a tape measure, a toolbox, which will include uh, some sort of knife to open up the boxes, trash bags, paper towels, cash, any other valuables, heirlooms, or replaceable items. And my personal thing is that I think that you should include linens for for setting up the new house. So the first thing I like to do when I get into a new house, when I'm helping a client, is I tell them, you make the bed and I'm going to unpack for you. Because when they're tired, when they want to deal with, they don't want to deal with stuff anymore, they might just want to find a towel and get into their clean bed, right? Take a shower and, and get into their bed. So if they know that in the do not pack item is a, a clean pair of sheets for each person and a clean towel for each person, it's going to be a lot easier to just set that up first thing because the beds are one of the first things to go into the new house. The movers will set them up for you. So just right away, go ahead and make the beds. If you can have someone there who can help you on that day, that's great, but it makes the house right away feel like instantly better. And it's just such a nice way to set things up. It's a good precedent to set. Just put on some fresh sheets, get the beds made. I promise it'll feel better. And it's so great to know that you can just get into bed whenever you feel like it. The, the boxes are going to be there tomorrow, so you can always unpack them later. But this way you have everything you need in one area and one suitcase for, you know, two nights um, or something like that. Then it's a lot easier just to manage and it's so much less stressful. So in the do not pack list, you know, the things you don't want the movers to pack, but in a suitcase that you should take, you're going to want to put in, again, clothing for one day minimum. I like two days. I think it's best. And then sheets, towels, uh, any other linens that you might need right away. But that's, that's the basic, that's the basics of it. Okay. So on the moving day, 
in your current home, if you can't supervise yourself, you're going to want to get someone there who can. It's good to be there. They'll probably be last minute packing. So someone who can help with that is always good. Make sure um, you are there on time. Your movers will likely be there on time too. You want to be able to keep everyone moving, keep everyone on track and on time. So do the best to be there on time. After the movers leave, your house can get cleaned. If your movers are going room by room, you're, you could have a cleaner there at the same time as the movers, though it could get a little sticky with the movers. So maybe if the movers are scheduled to come at 8 o'clock, have a cleaner scheduled to come at like 11, and they can start, you know, picking up after the movers. You're going to want to do a final walkthrough. Make sure all the doors and windows are locked. Make sure everything is secure. Take a video in case the new owners or tenants claimed you damaged something. Make sure you took everything. But now is also a nice time to make like a little welcome package for the new people. So if you left appliances, tell them where the appliance, tell them where the manuals are, leave them all together for them. You don't need to take the manuals if you're leaving behind the appliances, right? That seems silly. So leave the manuals for them, you know, maybe leave them a broom and a mop if you're not going to take that with you or if you're going to get something new just so they have something right away. Um, you could leave them a bottle of wine. It's so nice. It's just a nice way. It's paying it forward. It's, I think it's good karma. It's also good to say goodbye. I like to do that when the house is empty. It makes, it reminds me of the day that we moved in. <laughs> um, I just like to go room to room and be like, thank you so much. And try to remember all the memories we had in that, in that room, in that space, in the house, whatever. And, you know, I talk about it with my family, like, wow, do you remember that time we did blah, blah, blah over there? Or like, think of all the happy times we had here. And I can't wait to make those new memories in our new house with you. Okay. In the new house, you're going to want to make sure if there's already carpeting there that there's carpet uh, protection, like plastic sheeting, uh, so that the movers don't damage it, especially if it's a rainy or snowy day. You're going to want to color code the doors so that the movers know where to put each type of box. So again, we'll follow with the kitchen. If you are using red for the kitchen, you're going to want to put some red tape on the kitchen door so that the movers know that anything with a red tape on it is going to go in the kitchen. If you notice that boxes are damaged or things that are missing, you're going to want to start taking notes and anything that's damaged, you want to set aside and put in a designated space. At the end of the day, bring the foreman over and show him, you know, what you think got damaged and then he can help you start the claim on insurance or talk to his boss and, and that that's the best way to go. It's a good idea if your movers have the option of doing this to have them disassemble and assemble the furniture. They're usually really fast at it because they're experienced at it. And it's, I think, worth the money because, you know, it takes a long time to get someone else in to do it. If you don't have the, have movers who will do it for you, then definitely have a handyman come scheduled to come like a couple hours after the the movers are there so that things are getting done like at the same time. Of course, you don't want a handyman to get in the mover's way, but I think that most things can be done so that, you know, nobody's stepping on anybody's toes. Again, so, so you're going to want to start unpacking if you can, at least some basic things as you go, like maybe some bathroom supplies or something like that. Again, now's the time if you notice any damage to set them aside until the moving company can return to inspect them. Make sure you take photographs. 
I think overall, the most important thing you can do for yourself during this whole time is planning. So part of, most people know where they're moving to when they're moving. So part of the things you can do is think about when you're packing, where are you going to put these new items in your home? How are you going to lay out the house? And, and I think that goes back to fitting in and measuring and seeing what goes where. Like, if you know that something is not going to fit into your house, now's the time to say goodbye to it. Don't pay to move it. Just let it go. <laughs> now, this is, of course, very, very basic. Um, I tried to be as thorough as I could, but there's still, like, not everything is in this uh, <laughs> move. But... Um, if you want to, you can go to my website and download the Aliyah guide. There are general tips and tricks for moving in there, even if you're not making Aliyah. It's still a good, um, it's still a good resource for you if you know you're moving. I think the best thing you can do again is just write it down. Keep a notebook, keep a spreadsheet, whatever works for you, but just take notes because it's a hectic time. You can't be expected to remember everything. So if someone comes to you with information, it's a good idea to. Just write it in this one notebook. You'll know that everything is there and it'll make life a lot easier for you in the long run. I hope that if you are moving, this was helpful for you. I hope that if you're not moving, this was also helpful for you. I wish you good luck if you are moving in your new home and many, many happy memories. But for now, I wish everybody a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.